Okay, um, sweetie, I yeah. was thinking about put, bringing this up on the tournament of bad. Okay. But do you remember what, actually my sister brought this up last night on the phone. Okay. She was watching the football game, Sunday Night Football. Yeah. And she hates to play. You know what I'm about to say? Oh my God, I hate the play too. Which play for our listener audience that you and my sister the hate? The play where they hand the ball and then they try to go through the middle where all the players are. And they get stopped and sometimes push back even further. It's the dumbest play. Um, and I'm going to, on the other side of the intro music, mm-hmm. do my best, even though I've never played more than freshman high school football, of why <laughs> I think that play is important. Oh, jeez. My name's Todd. And this is Gabby. Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 739. Why listen to Zen Parenting Radio? Because you'll feel outstanding. And always remember our motto, which is the best predictor of a child's well-being, is a parent's self-understanding. Amen. On today's show, uh, gender norms, truth or fiction. That's what I'm going to call this one. Oh, cool. Gender norms, truth or fiction. We're going to talk about... Um, gender norms, whether they're true true. or they're false. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's gonna be a short show because Kathy and I usually record in the morning, in the AM, uh, Kathy in our old age, our 50, our early fifties. Yeah. Uh, we like to wake up early these days and go to bed early. Wait, I have to tell you something that my friend Jess just sent me. It's this, um, if you're on, if you're watching this on what's it called YouTube, you can actually see the picture. It says seniors birthed before 1979, now entitled to these seven benefits in December. Okay, so the reason that it's funny is if you're just listening to this, it like Todd said, it says seniors birthed before 1979, now entitled to these seven benefits, and the picture is like an old old woman pushing a cart. Just to give you some understanding, you youngins, Todd was born in 1972. That's right. I was born in 1971. That's right. So we're entitled to some benefits, but we don't look like this person. No, that's okay. an old person. Keep going. Um, by the way, do you, did you notice what uh, I called myself in the, on the Zoom chat or the Zoom? I put Kathy rules and then you wrote Todd rules more. I do. Okay. So here's why, and there will be some football fanatics that probably will correct me, but I feel that the the play up the middle to the running back is purposeful for a lot of reasons. I know what some of them are. What do you think? Some of them are because there's like a trick pass or like a trick. They like hand it off to the side, but then they go to the other side. And so they're trying to trick them. They also know that sometimes they're moving their players in a way where there is going to be an opening in the middle that they're really not trying to run into all the players, that they actually are trying to find a hole. Yeah. Well, let's, let's be clear. The okay. the offensive line is trying to create a hole, which okay. is what it's called, right. for the running back. The problem right. is there's a bunch of defensive linemen, linebackers, and sometimes safeties there. Right. So sometimes it doesn't work. Um, I wasn't going to go with down the trick play lane that you just did. Okay. I think it's more as one is it's if you – do a pass. I think what you're asking for is a pass play or a sweep, a sweep. around the yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you do that all the time, um, it's much easier to predict. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you only do those plays, it'll just be so much easier to defend. But they don't get anywhere. They just run into a bunch of players. Number two is okay. that there are plenty of plays where they get 
four yards per carry. Now, sometimes they get stopped dead at the line of scrimmage where mm-hmm. they get none. But if you get four, that means you're going to get a first down. Four, four plays every time you're going to get a and first down. And that's the thing is if you line up and you really only need to get that much further, all you're trying to do is just get the person's body yeah. over the line. So you don't need to do some fancy thing. Like yeah. I understand. But sometimes it's like at the very beginning of the game. When yeah. they're not even close to well, a Well, then that's down. the other thing. I think it's harder to def- – it, 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 you have to expend more energy to stop the run. Mm-hmm. So if you are not running throughout the game, mm-hmm. the defense stays fresh for the entire game. So in other words, mm. you're really pounding the defensive line when you're running. Uh, it, takes, it, it requires a lot more energy to do it, whereas pass plays, I think, and I could be wrong – I think are not as energy expending, but I could be wrong. Because they can kind of stand there. Because yeah, they're not, yeah, they just put their yeah, hands they up. Their they hands try up. to block the pass. Well, whereas you're trying to stop a 240-pound runner, running back full of muscle. So, Well, regardless, it's yeah. boring to watch people just run into each other. Yes, I understand that. Even though that, that is what football is a lot of the time. Yes, it's a lot of crashing. And they, they, they say football is not a sport of aggression aggression it's really destruction like mm. the amount of energy that these two people hit each other with i'm just shocked that they can ever get up cte yeah right yeah exactly i honestly we were talking about that i was with some of my friends last night and we were talking about cte and i we were talking like someone was saying i think it was jess she was talking about that Brett Favre, like, is... So it's pronounced Favre. Favre. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything. So, like, for you hardcore fans, especially Green Bay, I don't know that he has that, but that he he doesn't seem to be as... Well, I have heard that Brett Favre is one of the smartest quarterbacks ever to play the game from a quarterbacking standpoint. Yeah. But from an intelligence standpoint, not the sharpest tool. So in the it may shed. not be a CT. Yeah, it could have been okay. before that. All right. So I'm just going to stop talking about because I don't know enough to be the the authority. So when you want to hear about football, you tune in to Unparenting Radio. <laughs> talk, to, talk to Kathy. Even though I do understand the game, I've always understood the game. I don't have a problem with the rules or what they're doing. I understand the downs. I mm-hmm. understand the points, the kicks. I understand all the things. But I also worry about their safety because. You know they're getting they're getting banged well, up. Well, and last thing, I'm just uh, amazed. You know, my dad's 83. Um, you know, when your parents were aging, we were worried about them falling. Right. It's just so funny that the biggest worry as our loved ones age is one of the biggest worries is them falling. Yet we watch a sport where these human beings will crash into each yeah. other, which such such high velocity. Like human beings are so incredible. And in the end, we become so fragile. Well, young bodies yes. can tolerate. It's like going sledding or ice skating. Like, I'm more leery about doing things I used to do no matter what, going down, down big slides or 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 sledding or tubing rolling down hills or, or tubing. Like, those things were not hard, roller coasters. And now they kind of beat you up. Yeah. Um, before we get off this tangent, did you get the text that I sent you that Iowa, so I'm talking about the bowls. The B-O-W-L, Bulls. Not the Bulls. Not the Bulls, but the I have a Chicago accent. So Bulls, mm-hmm. B-O-W-L, that the that Iowa is facing Tennessee. Volunteers of Tennessee. In the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. I know, in Orlando on New Year's Eve day. Should we eat Cheez-Its while we watch it? I eat Cheez-Its every day on vacation. And why that's significant is our daughter goes to Iowa and our niece, who is her age, goes to Tennessee. That's right. So it's going to be an Adams matchup. Heated rivalry. It is. Um, A few things. Next week, we're going to have Dr. John Duffy on. He's going to be talking about his 
amazing book about raising healthy sons. I forget the name of it. Rescuing our sons. Rescuing our sons. Or rescuing our boys. And I think it's our sons. Our sons. Okay. Rescuing our sons. And then we're going to have him on um, a Q&A session on Thursday night, December 12th, where you ask questions, John Duffy answers, and I'll be facilitating that. Um, so check that out. Not I ask questions, but the people on ask yeah, the questions. People, yeah, people yeah. who want to get on the Zoom. So mm-hmm. if you want to um, sign up for that, it's in the show notes below. So I was thinking, um, I just came off of a weekend with my buddies, and I know you've had plenty of girls' weekends. I just did, yeah. And then I also know that um, I love this comedian who's probably been around a long time, can you say his last name now? I cannot. Can you? You can't. Like, I heard his daughter say it. What she introduces it? him. Oh, really? Um, Nate Bartz. How oh, dang it. He just uh, hosted SNL. Um, I know, but we got to give him his due. This, like, we can't say his name thing. We have to figure it out. Okay. So well, just talk about something else for a second. Um, well, how about I play the clip? But first, we need his name. Okay. How do you pronounce Nate? I need Jeffrey music. Do, 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 Bart. Do, there it is. How do you pronounce... Okay, here we go. This is 31 seconds. It's a TikTok. Just put your... Uh, Last name correct with Bargatze. Bargatze. And I think we say it wrong as a family. <laughs> Bargatze. For years I've been calling you Nate Bargatze. Yeah, and I just went with that because you were so big. It was easier just to... Bargatze. 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 Right. So that's him talking to Fallon. So Bargatze, Nate Bargatze. Um, so I'm going to play a clip from him. But um, we just I just want to talk about gender norms and whether or not they're true or not, because I think some of the times they are true and some of the times they are not true. And I'm just going to go ahead and start with Nate here. Okay. All right. You ready? Sure. This is him uh, doing some stand-up somewhere. I'm having a girl. A girl world is the only world that I know. <laughs> and... When you only know one world, the other world is like, you're like, I don't understand it. It like gets, it's wild. Like she plays with her friends, it's quiet, it's fun. My buddy wanted me to watch his son. He watched my daughter one time, which I learned is not a fair trait. <laughs> I should get eight watches to his one watch. <laughs> I handed over a princess. He just throws a bobcat in my house. <laughs> I lose him immediately. He's like under the deck, chewing on wires. <laughs> I had to wrestle him down. I was like, why don't you walk him on a leash before you bring him over next time? I- All right. So that's funny, right? Yeah, but you sound, we sound weird right now. Um, I'm just going to roll with it. I think we sound fine. Are you sure? Well, you sound much closer now. Some- that's what I mean. Like something happened. Or did you, because you just played... Played that. There. there okay. We, I, it, we were weird. We were like. I boosted your mic a bit. It sounded like cans. No. Like we were talking in cans. Okay. So that was funny, right? Right. That And that is from, you and I have three girls. Yes. But every time I talk about, not every time, but a lot of times when I'm talking about my girls or when they were little, people will say it's so different if it's a boy. Yeah. They, are, they act different. Yeah. So um, I think this is a little bit in Captain Obvious territory. Right. <laughs> um, but- there, uh, but that doesn't mean that there's really chilled out, cool, mellow boys, and doesn't mean that there's really bobcatty girls course, out there, right? Of course, because but we're not all the same. Generally speaking, uh-huh. the reason this is funny is because there's truth in it. Anytime there's laughter, it's knowing laughter, right? There's mm-hmm. some there's some truth that happens in there, 
And um, I don't know where I want to go with this, but they've also, because, you know, they talk about uh, the emotional bandwidth of boys. Uh-huh. Now, so let's get into that part, because okay. that's a part that I have, you know, expended a lot of my resources around trying to raise the emotional literacy, the emotional intelligence, awareness. the emotion, emotional awareness, the emotional agility of the men in my life, Correct. true men living. Mm-hmm. And I think, you might tell me if I'm wrong, there were studies that studied, I, th- I don't know, it was like um, toddlers. Infants. Infants. Mm-hmm. And they, the, to- the infant boys are more emotionally mm-hmm. expressive than infant girls. Correct. Um, so why do you think it is that, um, once they hit adolescence, it's the opposite? Well, I think it's before adolescence. I think it happens pretty quickly. So what happens, uh, infant, toddler, adolescent? Is that what, um, is that the order? Infant, toddler, child, adolescent. Uh, Adolescent typically to me, and again, they're, you know, again, these are, it's different depending on who you're talking to, but adolescence, I feel like it is the steps before teenage hood. So it could sometimes 9, 10, 11, 12, sometimes 10, 11, 12, but childhood, I think that when boy, because it can happen to a three-year-old boy, I think there is a societal and cultural expectation for boys to have a less of an emotional range and more of a stoicism and more of a repression of emotions. And the thought is if they are really emotionally expressive, especially in public, that it's something we need to kind of work on with them, that that's not something that... Now, again, we are in a different time. I feel like a lot of parents now understand that that's ridiculous um, and really try to get their boys to um, be more expressive and allow for that in the home. But I think even if you are doing that within the home, there's these cultural norms within schools and sports and sometimes friend groups that can still limit our boys' expression. And I think it happens way before adolescence. Yeah. And um, so I talked a little bit about, um, you know, I'm 51, you're 52. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got off of a guy's weekend. And I had a girl's weekend. And I spent, uh, just to give you kind of a, some insight on what me, and these are my college buddies. So I have like different worlds of friends. Do you have different worlds of friends? Of course. And my college friends, we when we tend to get together, we tend to regress back to where we were when we met. And mm-hmm. when we met, we were between 18 and 22. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of alcohol. There's some gambling. There's a lot of staying up late. Even as a 51-year-old man, we played... Uh, we had the, we created this this competition where we had two teams throughout the entire weekend. Todd created medals. I my friend Miles, uh, who does all this swag stuff for men living and Zen parenting, he created these medals so we can hand out medals in the award ceremony. It's got to be tangible at the competition. Otherwise, it doesn't count. It doesn't count if you don't win something. Um, we played pickleball. We played golf. We played darts. We played pool. We played all these different things. At the end of the day, I. My team lost. I heard. That's, I I'm sorry. And just like a side note, do you remember? So when Todd and I, Todd used to do fantasy football and they had a, uh, this trophy that, you know, got moved around from person to person and whoever won and Todd won, um, 
uh, several years back. It was when we were renting a house when our house was under construction. And in our family room. It was, a, it was, it was an audacious room, trophy, it was too. It was very big. And it was, we had a, did we have the piano yeah. in the room? We had a piano, and his trophy was on top of the piano. It was like the centerpiece of our family room. Of course. And I'm like, is this really Sweetie, what, you know how, how hard it was decorate? for me to win that championship? I, I know. So, no, I don't know. Um, and then one other small take. Um, it's kind of weird being at bars now because yeah. we're 51. Yeah. We look, we look 51. Correct. And most of the people at the bars are in their 20s. Yes. Well, it depends on what bar you go to. That's true. But we're at bars. I mean, we're in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it was, they had ping pong and they had all these games and it was loud and there was music. And I would say the average age of somebody walking in that bar was in their mid-20s or late-20s. And it's just weird. Like I'm sure they're looking at us like, go home, old man. Mm. And I was smart enough to actually go home earlier than all of my friends. All my friends tend to stay out later than I. It's because you had a cold. It ha- it's because I had a cold. Plus, we started really early. Like, the first day we started at, like, 4 o'clock. And, you know, by midnight, I'm done. I'm cooked. Right? I love starting early. And when I say starting, it doesn't always have to be about drinks. Yeah. It's just about I love having the experience of being like, let's go out now. Like, you know what I can't stand, Todd? Waiting. Like, getting home from work or waiting whatever. For waiting for something to start. Waiting for something to start. Being like, it's 4 o'clock. I'm sitting here. Sweetie. I would like to go put my pajamas on. But no, I have to wait till 7 to get dressed again to go do something. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. So um, that was, so, and as far as with these guys, the emotional vulnerability is not off the charts. Let's just say that. Mm -hmm. Um, That was kind of a summary of my weekend. Mm -hmm. What what would a summary be of a girl's weekend for you? Uh, For me now at this point, it's um, a lot of conversation. We sit and talk, I would say 89% of the time. Talk about what? Everything. I, there about is, relationships, yeah. about deep stuff. What I want to make sure when I'm with everybody, and let's see, there was like six of us or how many of us were there? Let's see. One. Yeah, six of us. So my goal is, because like one of my friends I was with on the plane, right? And so like she and I got to super catch up. We got, we got super duper catch up because we like had hours on the plane. But then when I'm there, I there is like I want to make sure these are the things I want to hit. How are you? Like, I always start with them. You know, how you're doing, what's going on with you and your work. And then if they have children, let's go through all the children. If you have a partner, let's go through that. Then let's talk about what's coming up next. Often their parents are aging. So, like, what's going on there? And then anything else. Then, of course, we're like you guys. We talk about our history. We have inside jokes that have been we've had for 30 years. We talk about the past. But we tend to focus more. I mean, we – I can do this with any of my best friends – hours can pass mm-hmm. and there's just never not something to talk about because you can move you can get tired and go to bed and be like we'll start again tomorrow but you can move to the next topic right um hours yeah. and we the, i i had a point where i was in a chair for i don't know four and a half hours i had i didn't move i had forgotten then i had to go to the bathroom well what's funny is there was a point where we were playing golden tea 18 holes uh-huh. eight players playing on teams of two and it was about two hours of us staring at a golden tea machine. Yeah. Not really talking other than, hey, Casey, it's your turn. Hey, golden tea and me, we're not buddies. Not good. Golden tea was such, in the time, in the 90s, when you and I were going out as much as we were, 
it was like such an obstacle. Do you think most girlfriends didn't like golden tea? I, I think, okay, so I don't want to speak for everybody. And I think there were times I attempted to play to get invested in what you were doing, mm -hmm. but I didn't like it. And you guys played so much, you were so much better that you'd kick my butt and it wasn't fun. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we if we'd find a bar and there was a golden tea, you guys would just bail. Yeah. And you'd be doing that stupid ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the track ball. Checking the wind. Yeah. Making sure you got the right club. Get Backspin. Right club. Roll. Yeah. So I'm not like, I, it's not that I'm like really angry at Golden Tea, but I'm not, I don't miss it. Um, sweetie, by the way, your Christmas present is going to be a Golden Tea machine <laughs> in the basement. Um, so let's move a little bit. Just talk about norms of, what are the gender norms for moms and dads as far as taking care of children? Okay. So and do is, we, this is a different gender norm? Uh, yeah. So well, we're going just, on to the next phase. Yeah, I guess so. And and what is and what are those norms? And do do Kathy and Todd fit in those norms? Well, I mean, I guess the most obvious gender norms is typically, and again, this is generally speaking, um, a lot of times the moms are more engaged with the day to day activities of their children. There's a lot of caregiving expectations that I think. Um, women are expected to do. Men do them, but they often do them with a lot more praise yeah, because it's praise. less expected. Um, it's, you know, a lot of the things that we hear about, you know, a mom is, you know, takes the kids to school in the morning and everyone's like, hi, you're here, you're dropping off the kids. And if the dad takes the kids to school, there's a lot of like, wow, mm -hmm. look at dad bringing the kids. So it, even if we try to divide and do things in a more balanced way, and again, this isn't heteronormative, this is male, there's a man, woman um, in a relationship, that's what we're talking about. Even if we try to divide and do it in a, a way that's balanced, I still feel like men get a lot more credit and there's more of an expectation that women do it. Yeah. Well, and it's fine, funny. We just um, celebrated Thanksgiving and we were in Italy. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have the traditional Thanksgiving dinner. Mm -hmm. But usually we're in Seattle Correct. and we all partner up and clean up that. Thanksgiving cleanup is is typically a lot. You get the turkey, yeah, you got all the lot. different dishes. Mm -hmm. And would you say that that is an equal opportunity evening as far as um, the cleanup? It it has been, but there's also been years where you guys bailed, oh, and really? the women did it all. Yeah, remember when well, you I guys think went we downstairs did that two years ago? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, you guys totally left That's when true. it was like time to we clean up. We did do that. That mm -hmm. was an outlier, but typically speaking, um, we do that together, the five of us: me, you, John, Shane, and Kathleen. Yeah, I mean, typically, I I think that that has been something though. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it yes. And I just wonder, like it's a good litmus test for somebody listening who just had Thanksgiving yeah. as we're recording this in early December or are about to walk into the holidays. Because um, I know that when I was growing up, the my mom and their Norwegian women would go, go crazy in the kitchen and do all of it. And all of us boys and dads would sit around and I don't know what we would do, but we certainly Watch wouldn't TV. do that. Watch TV talk to each, watch the football game, whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There is. And a lot of times, like there are times I'm going to, there's like a lot of layers to this because say even now, even if we get food, we get carry out. Cause I'm not someone who enjoys really, you know, preparing meals that much. So we eat and then it's time to clean up. And sometimes there's a lot of like, well, I'll help. And sometimes it's just more difficult to have you there. <laughs> Like, it's not about you, Todd, is a problem, but there's a lot of like, where does this go? Or, you know, you want the sink and I want, so sometimes I'm just like, let me do it. And not because... <laughs>
Oh, ouch. Back up, sweetie. Oh, back Did up. you say, where does this go? Yeah. I know where everything goes. I'm not saying I'm the best husband, but I know where stuff goes. Okay. Now, I will also say that you like cleaning up the kitchen, I think, because you get to zone out and listen to your whatever podcast you're on. No? Uh, that is what I do. Right. But it's not like I'm like, ooh, I can't wait to clean the kitchen. I listen to a podcast to make it go faster. True. I I, I just feel like there's times when I'm like, all right, I'm going I'm to do the kitchen or whatever. And you're like, no, no, no. Everybody get out. Let me give. This is Correct. my time. Because I don't want to do it with you because then I have to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I love you. But there's a point in time where I'm like, okay, now I just want to get things done. So and it's just... kind of like your Cal God takeaway no- Correct. Uh, like moment. just everybody go so I can do this. But I don't. It's, you know, this whole conversation, you know, like these gender norms, it's very, it's very challenging because I think that there's a lot of expectation and then also a lot of, and you're not doing this right now, by the way, Todd, I'm not trying to be, this is not about you, but then there's a lot of frustration at women for doing things. Like, well, if you don't want it to be that way, then you change it. If you really want help, then ask for it. Mm -hmm. If you, and there's a lot of like expectation and things have to be done and then there's a lot of, well, I will do the dishes, but I'll do them in the morning when I want to. And that doesn't work necessarily. Yeah, you want to wake up to it. Yeah, nice you want to wake up to start. And it's not because we need cleanliness. It's because we need organization. Yeah. We have to start another day. Yeah. And so when someone's like, well, don't worry about it. I'll do it the way I want to do it. It's like, but that doesn't work with the community you live in. Right. right? It's not about the micromanaging. Mm-hmm. It's like, we were just, we were, I was having a conversation with my girlfriends this weekend about like, do you roll towels or do you fold towels? And oh, there's, we're folders. We're here. folders. We actually are folders. But was that ever a challenge for you? Like, did you ever have to shift your thinking about rolling versus I've never even folding? thought about rolling. Oh, okay. We should try to roll and see what happens. Well, we definitely have more room. Let's, let's roll it up. You want to do it? You have to make a commitment to it, though. I don't want to commit to it. Because that means you have to remove all the folded towels yeah, let's and not re-roll. Do it. Yeah, forget it. Let's take that one. We were so close. <laughs> we were so close to a to change. To rolling towels. I think that these conversations are really interesting, and I think we have to not live, in which you and I never do, not live on the surface of it, of you like to clean the kitchen, that's why you do it, and I do this, and I mow the lawn, and you clean the house. Like, we, they're... Some of those gender norms you and I fall into, but I actually mow the lawn. You do mow the lawn. I'm the it's lawnmower. so funny. I wish I could pull up Nate because Nate has. Oh, I got to see if I can find it. Okay. He has one on um, mowing the lawn. So I'm going to play a different clip and I'm going to try to come back on the mowing okay. the lawn thing with Nate. But um, so this clip is, and it just uh, coincidentally just came into my feed. And it's uh, from a woman named Sheila Johnson. She okay. is the co founder of BET which I think is Black Entertainment. Yeah, BET. Mm-hmm. It's a channel. Um, and it has to do with sports. Okay. Now, what's funny is I don't know if this goes against the gender norm argument or not. It's just an interesting thing that she said. Um, so maybe we'll talk about uh, sports here in a second. Okay. But this is, uh, I don't know if I'll play the whole thing, but we'll see. I try to tell all women it is important that they learn team sports because men have always had this their whole lives. It takes them to corporate boardrooms. They're able to negotiate. Mm -hmm. They're able to fight and then also walk out of the same doors and then become friends. Hey, let's go play golf somewhere. Mm -hmm. These are lessons that women do not have. We were not taught that. And I think it's really, really important. And I really try to emphasize as many parents as possible, get your kids into team sports. I don't care whether it's soccer basketball, volleyball, whatever it is, there are lessons that are learned there, yes. out on those courts, yes. 
that, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, and that goes for anybody in sports. Yeah. It's just, and and now I feel like there's as many girls in sports as boys, but for, maybe maybe that's not true. Well, for sure, but there's a lot of different things in there. There's nothing. Thirty years ago, the greatest threat to teen health were drunk driving, pregnancy, and illicit drugs. Today. It's anxiety, depression, suicide, self-harm, cyberbullying, eating disorders, screen time, and serious mental health disorders. Their experience is vastly different than our own. So let's get together and talk about it. We owe it to them to listen. ZPR 2024, it's a two-day in-person live event on January 26th and 27th in Oak Brook, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. Go to zenparentingradio.com and get your tickets now. Join the Circle, which is the Team Zen membership platform. It's an app with Zen Parenting Radio's complete parenting content collection, plus live talks. We also have small groups that focus on finance, raising healthy sons, differently wired families, and I have an exclusive women's group. This is only $25 a month, and you can cancel at any time. Our motto is zero pressure, 100% support. Are you ready to unlock a calmer, happier you? then I can recommend a great podcast called Mindfulness for Beginners. It's like a good friend who guides you through the journey using relatable stories to communicate the key concepts and guiding you through inspiring meditations. So don't wait. Click the link in the description and join Sean on the Mindfulness for Beginners podcast and embark on your journey of calmness and happiness today. A few other things that we'd love for you to do is follow us on social media. Uh, Kathy does a great job with the Instagram page and we have a YouTube page. All our videos are up there. If you're a guy, check out Men Living. It's a men's organization that I co-founded way back when. It's an opportunity for guys to drop in, get real, have some fun, and just have good, solid connections with other guys. Um, And don't forget, we have uh, pop culturing. Kathy and I talk about movies, and we've done about 40 or 50 of these things. So um, follow pop culturing. You can find it in your podcast search. And now I feel like there's as many girls in sports as boys, but maybe maybe that's not true. Well, for sure, but there's a lot of different things in there. There's nothing she said that I disagree with, so I'll just say that. But then I'll start a new paragraph and say... You can play them, which you learn a lot in being on a team. I don't deny that at all. But I also think there's an ability to understand it. Mm-hmm. Like like we started talking about football. I The game of football, the, the, the games that I know the best are baseball because yeah. I played it or I played softball and so I know it very well. Um, football, I've always known. I've watched it my whole life. Um, I, I do understand soccer better cause my kids finally played it. I understand lacrosse cause my kids played it. Um, obviously bowling, mm-hmm. go- but just the understanding of them where you have the lingo, there's a lot of things that we have in our society that there's a lot of sports lingo. And if you don't understand what people are trying to say, it's like cultural literacy, right? You know, like, Ooh, they knocked that out of the park. That's a, that's baseball lingo. Or, you know, we're going to need, what are some other ones, Todd? We're going to need, um, um, give me some football, baseball lingo that people say all the time. That's um, a, you hit a home run, yeah. you know, there you go. um, you know, the something, anything about bases. And yeah. anyway, I can't come up with them off the top of my head. I feel like you're not helping it's me at all. because I'm trying to find Nate. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, but my point is, is there's some cultural literacy to this where we can say, well, it's very patriarchal. It, 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 is in in essence but it's also sports don't belong to men women can play sports just as well i you know what's something i love right now is there's so many women wrestlers now that's a new thing to me i think that's amazing 
I went to my friend's son's wrestling meet at Loyal Academy last year, and it was the varsity wrestling meet. Okay. And there was a young woman who was, I don't know, she was 112, 119 pounds. And she beat the pants off of this kid that she was wrestling. Yeah. And I think she was even, I think she may have even qualified for sectionals. I don't think she went to state because cause I don't know if they have girl, it's called folk style wrestling, the mm-hmm. kind that we are used to seeing, not not on TV, but on the collegiate and the high school level. Mm-hmm. Um I was a mat maid, so I know. Yes, and, and now it's that three, terminology's bad. And by now the way. it's uh, three points for a takedown. I heard not two points because I just watched Iowa, Iowa State yeah. wrestle. Um, but she, uh, but I thought that there was a whole different section of competition where it's just girls wrestling girls. But in this one that I saw at Loyal Academy, it was you know out of the twelve starting wrestlers. 11 of them were boys, but the girl was... Right. Well, and it, it just depends. It yeah. depends on how many you have, and it depends on the school. Just like there are football teams where there is one girl who plays on the all-male football team, where yeah. you have a female kicker. Like, it's not... It, but if you had enough girls... There was actually a... a um, we During the Kansas City game last night, a Kansas City-Green Bay game last night, there was a commercial... And it was for... It was an, a commercial for donating money to sports. And... It was about football, but it had girls playing football. Now, mm-hmm. they were playing um, flag football, yep. but they weren't like, this is for girls' sports. They just showed girls playing it. Right. Like, it, it was really interesting because we all commented on it. And one of my friends actually commented, she was like, they didn't say girls. Mm-hmm. They just showed them. Right. Which is kind of, you may think well, that's not like, a big deal. Yeah, when they say, like, women's tennis. Right. Like, it's we just, just say tennis. tennis? Because, like, the stars of tennis are women. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, I know some of the men are big, too, but... The ones that I was watching, it and it's like, it, it's so true. You know, the only thing I think that really nece- necessitates a differentiator is gymnastics. When they say women's gymnastics, men's gymnastics. Why is that any different? Because when we say gymnastics, I think of women. Oh, because it's the norm. Co- correct. Got it. I, I see it as the norm. Got do, it. What do you, when you think gymnastics, what do you think? I probably think of women. Yeah. Because yeah. it's more fun to watch the women. I know. I like their events better. And I think it's more fun to watch the women tennis because, and I could be wrong, but maybe, because may, I don't watch much tennis anymore, but I just, the the men can hit it, whatever, 10 or 20 or 30 miles per hour faster than the women on the serves, mm-hmm. that it's so hard to return that it's usually like serve volley and then that's the end of the point for the boys. Yeah, it's Whereas like a women, power game. Yeah, it's, it's the, the points don't last as long, but I could be wrong, but that's what I remember. Yeah, it's l- more volley. Yeah. Um, with, but anyway, I just think that we, there's many layers to sports. There's understanding them on TV, there's understanding the language, and there's playing yourself, mm-hmm. and then there's being like a, a professional or collegiate athlete where that's like part of your identity. There's lots of different layers. I just know that you can also, you don't have to be an athlete, but you can still understand sports. I think sometimes when we're like, oh, I don't get it. You know, like I think we can participate in the understanding of it. I can't find Nate. He has a whole thing about how his wife mows the lawn. And it's this funny thing about how he's like, you can mow the lawn, but you have to tell all our neighbors that it's your choice because otherwise all the neighbors are <laughs> going to kill me for making my wife mow the lawn because it's supposedly a guy's thing. So right? is that for real right now? 
Like, tell he me. He has that in his stand-up. But I'm asking you. Uh, it has come across, but you've been mowing the lawn for a lot longer than I have, so now I don't even think about it. But the first time you did it, I'm sure I'm like, no, no, I'm supposed to do the yard work. And it's funny, I have been mowing the lawn since I've been 13 years yeah, old. Right. That was my, and again, I came from a family of, it was just my sister and I. Right. So chores, it didn't. There was no gender specificity. Like you mow the lawn. And I love mowing the lawn. Why? I love the smell. I love the grass. I love even a little of that, uh, the gas that comes out. Like it smells good to me. I like, I feel like it's active. Like I'm moving. It makes the lawn look amazing. I think I found it. Oh, good. Let's try it right here. The guy that we have that mows our yard is my wife. The guy hit me. <laughs> it's, it's free, which is nice. I don't care for the tone it is mowed in. <laughs> she wanted to mow it. And I, and I was like, look, that's fine. But I want you to go tell every neighbor that you choose to do this. The guy. Is it? Isn't that funny? Well, it, you know what we were talking about? We, we, my friends and I watched, we watched the Nate, um, we watched two of his specials, one from 2019 and one from 2021. And we were talking about why he's funny because, first of all, he's a clean comic. Yeah. He doesn't Not swear. Many out there. And he doesn't really talk about sex. Mm-hmm. And he is perceptive like Jerry Seinfeld is. Yes. He talks about things that we all have experienced, again, knowing laughter, but he points it out. And he also talks about his family a lot. Yeah. Um, and so it's just, but like someone like Jeff, Jim Gaffkin talks about his family all the time, but it feels like the dad jokes. Yeah. And I don't feel like that's Nate's Nate's thing. a little more introspective. I, yeah. I think Nate is one of the funnier stand-ups I've ever seen, and he's maybe it's just because he's new to me. Sweetie, you know who our favorite stand-up is. Uh, I'm making you like join me on this, but our guy who does the delivery that's so funny. Delivery when of he what? talks, he'll be like, he he passed away. He um he does the thing where he's like, I don't know <laughs> what they mean. Do you know what I mean? Oh oh oh. What's oh. his name? Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what he? I'll I'll look it up. I know. My, my whenever you and I are trying to come up with a name, we can't do we it. We can't do it. Is that a fifty year old thing? Probably. I know who you're talking about. But I want to find him because I want to share him I know. with people. We will. We will. We will. I promise. How will we even locate him? Um, because he's one of the funniest stand ups. Um, and he. Oh, overdosed, I think. I know. So, like, is that the way we... But if we put in comedian overdose, I'm... I'm a, we'll Unfortunately, a there's been more. You... you. Um, okay. You do that. Now ask me another Mitch question. Mitch Hedberg. That's it? Yes. Yeah, he was... The, he, so, he was will you find something of his to play? Because I... I'm I'm sitting here saying, like, we have to enjoy the exact same comedian, and we don't. But we... This guy... Nate has a great delivery, too. But this guy, Mitch, for some reason, no matter what he says, it just makes me laugh. And he's also an observer, you know? Yes. He did say crass things occasionally, but he was also like a really good observer. And he... <laughs> <laughs> I order the club sandwich all the time, and I'm not even a member, man. I don't know how I get away with it. <laughs> I, I like my sandwiches with three pieces of bread. So do I. Well, let's form a club then. <laughs> Okay, but we need some more stipulations. Yes, we do. Instead of cutting the sandwich once, let's cut it again. 
Yes, four triangles. And we will position them into a circle. And in the middle, we will dump chips. Or a potato salad, okay. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about frilly toothpicks? I'm formed. <laughs> well, this club is formed. <laughs> Spread the word on menus nationwide. <laughs> I like my sandwiches with alfalfa sprouts. Well, you're not in the <laughs> club. <laughs> I guess you gotta I gotta clean. It. I gotta clean that up. Oh my god, that's so good. But it's his delivery is always like that. So no matter what he says, He's it just bust. makes me laugh. All right, last two okay, things before we close shop. Okay, let's do it. I want to talk, or maybe three things. Um, nail color. I'm talking about my toenails. They're I, blue. They're they're ter- they're Carolina blue. Yeah. I wore the I 1989 I, Taylor Swift. We were in the hot tub together, me and my buddies. Uh huh. Because there's a hot tub. Oh, in the hotel. I didn't even think about this. And they all didn't like we're it. We're very curious about it. Let's just say that. Okay. And they asked me why. I'm like, I don't know. But when I'm getting a pedicure, uh, pedicure with my wife, which you and I do maybe every once or twice, some uh, once once every one or two months. Um, every month or two, I guess, is that the way I choose to say it? <laughs> um, I feel like I'm not getting my money's worth if I'm not getting toenail polish. Mm-hmm. And usually I go with purple, but uh, I had you pick out my color. Because Taylor Swift 1989 album That's came out exactly that day. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I, I just think they're fun. I think it's fun. And, you know, in the bro culture, that's what girls do. Correct. And I don't think so. I, I Harry Styles I, does it. Yeah, but Harry does it. Those are all artistic uh, people who are in touch with the arts. You're artistic. And You're a podcaster. I am a podcaster, sweetie. But Harry mm-hmm. Styles has made a living through his art. Sweetie, you and Harry Styles, they're like... You're like right there with them. So that's just like one way I'm trying to buck the trend of what it means to be a man. It, I, and I, also, w- I would not have done this in my 30s because I was too worried about what my friends would think about me. Oh. And now I'm like, I really, if you're going to judge me based upon the color of my toenails, um, that's fine. Like you can if you want or if you want to make fun of me, that's fine. But it doesn't bother me anymore well you've already cleared it up inside of you like yes, they, exactly. they feel they're it's touching something in them where they're like "Ooh, that makes me uncomfortable but that's not even a part of your mentality yes. and a lot of that i think you will agree with me is when you have three daughters they are going to paint your nails yeah they don't care if you're what gender you are any you know, gender but that's easier for a guy because if i if 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 I say to my buddies, my daughter's painted my toenails. But wait, I'm not done. Okay, go ahead. I'm saying you have been exposed to that over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And then by the time you get to where you want to paint uh-huh. your toenails, they've been painted a million times. Yes, that's true. It's not that so. Makes sense. If somebody had sons and yeah. they, and maybe they have a son who likes to paint toenails because there isn't anything gender specific about polish, by no. the way, everybody. Right. But if you didn't have a child yeah. who wanted to paint your toenails, then that may never occur to you. Yeah. But you had that door opened years ago. Yeah. Um, I feel like showing my toenails sure. on the camera for anybody who ever watches our show. You think anybody watches our you? I think we have literally uh-huh. over 100 followers. No, no. We have 393. Do we really? Yeah. Right, Which isn't a lot, but it's better than... Sweetie, it's a lot. Yeah, there they you are. See yeah, I see them. Toenails. Can't really. You can see them. Yeah, I can see that one of them. Anyways. Well, I just had my nails done last week, and my nails and my toes. And um, while I was there, two gentlemen came in together. 
and to get pedicures. They're like, do you have openings for pedicures? And they were much older than you. Well, speaking of gender norms, did we talk about this on the Zen Talk? Uh, The men greeting each other at the airport. Mm. They gave each other... It appeared to be... In, are you talking about Italy? In Italy. Yeah. They appeared to... And it was more than a few groups. I saw this. But they did that thing where they put their cheek on their the other guy's cheek. Kiss both cheeks. Yeah, they kiss mm-hmm. both cheeks. Yeah. That's but, wonderful. But you know that's um, cultural. Like, we, that wasn't a surprise to you, was it? Like, European men? Um, You've seen that before. I've seen... I saw mm-hmm. The Godfather when Michael wants to kill his brother but yeah. no i've never i've i'm sure i have seen it but mm-hmm. i've never witnessed it got if it that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense and i thought it was wonderful and i know certain uh cultures in different parts of the world men walk down the street straight holding men holding hands, hold hands. Yeah. uh i know in the jewish culture at weddings they dance together sure. um and i i think the world be i think this country would be better if we can do a little bit more of that yeah, I mean everything we're talking about here. It's it's not about you. If you're listening, you need to go paint your toenails. It, it doesn't matter what to it do is. Anything. It's just about the the questioning of cultural norms and also the ability. If you are talking, if you are in a male, uh, or if you are in a marriage where it's a male and a female, and actually it doesn't really matter because I think these conversations need to happen if it's two men or two women also. But it's about talking about the, like if. For you, for example, I'm going to go back to something I said before. You do recognize that when the girls were little and you would do something that was really not that big of a deal, you'd get a ton of credit for being a good dad. My story is always you were gone for the first time in like two years or Uh three years in Mexico with your girlfriends. And I took both infant daughters to a party. And it was like, I just, I just somehow save Saved the, the world. world. Yeah. Oh my God. We just said the same thing. I know. And that's the thing is, so that awareness, it's less about change it, make the world different. And in a partnership, it's very helpful to just acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And it's not about then saying to the woman, yes, you're more important or you do more. It's just about acknowledging those differences because I take, you know, I've had three children on the airplane together by myself and nobody's cheering me on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're like, that's what you do. Right. Like, so there's no, this, so the difference between expectation versus shifting, because it doesn't translate both ways because a woman who wants to do something that has been traditionally thought of as more masculine, like be a CEO or continue working or be the breadwinner, they get a ton of pushback about it. You ready for a little bit more here? Yeah. I would be complex, I would be cool They'd say I played the field before I found someone to commit to And that would be okay for me to do Every conquest I had made would make me more of a boss to you I'd be a fearless leader, I'd be an alpha type When everyone believes ya What's that like? I'm so sick of running as fast as I can. Wondering if I'd get there quick or if I was a man. And I'm so sick of them coming at me again. Cause if I was a man, then I'd be the man. I'd be the man. Funny, I didn't want to play this for this song. I just want to talk about Taylor Swift because... When you think of Taylor Swift, you think of a, in a stadium of 60,000 people, it's 95% women and moms mm-hmm. and girls. 
Um, having said that, though, I will say with confidence that I think ta- I've just I've been in a debate with some men living guys because they're like, I'm so sick of Taylor Swift. What's with Taylor oh, Swift? Geez. And I said, if I were to rank what I most admire about Taylor Swift in order of, you know, most fascinated to on down, it would be her ability to write songs and then her entrepreneurship, her, her business sense is second to none. Like nobody's ever seen this. And then it goes into her ability to play instruments and all these other things. Like she is a unbelievably talented person in so many ways. So when guys are like, yeah, I don't get it. Like what, what part what do you need don't, to get? What don't you get? What don't you get? Yeah. She is global artist of the year. She has sold more records than anybody. She has had more number ones. She has had the biggest tour. She has had the most longevity. You, there's a ton of people that we can throw in there as, as well. But right now, and to, it's not about you need to then go out and buy her albums. You just need to give her the credit. This is, and you don't need to say she's undeserving of it. She has sustained this yeah. and created this. And it's, and I, you know, it's so frustrating because I get into those conversations too. And people are like, I don't get it. I don't know. You don't have to get it. You just have to acknowledge that she's the best at what she does. But that's a struggle because it's a young woman. Yeah. And there's she, and people get all caught up in, about it. Yeah. And I, so I'm not going to talk about more because I get frustrated. So uh, the reason I want to say is because I remember I was just driving through my neighborhood and there was a couple of boys on bikes. Listening to Taylor. Listening to Taylor. Of and course. I just thought it was so great. She's not like, yes, she, ha- and, and it's funny that you play the man because one of the best things about seeing the show in person or seeing the movie is watching 10 year old girls sing that song. Yeah. They have a woman reflecting to them what they're about to, they've already Endure. started experiencing, yeah. which is. There is a disparity here. Mm-hmm. If you listen, you know, listen to the words of the man, if you, you know, you just heard it. But to have 10-year-olds be like, yes, it's being pointed out, it's being spoken of. Or one of my other favorites that's on uh, folklore, it's called Mad Woman. And, you know, the lyrics are, you know, it's nothing like a mad woman. You made her like that. Like her whole point um, is that there's a lot of gaslighting of women of like the a man will do something to a woman and then a woman responds and people are more frustrated about the woman's response mm-hmm. rather than what the man did. Mm-hmm. And so then she's the problem versus the person who did it to her. Yeah. And this is, and she writes about these things that women experience and not all the time. Sometimes she writes, shake it off. You know, there's all sorts of layers and levels. But my point is, is that to have girls at every age, young girls, teenage girls, and then people my age, hear our reality reflected back to us. It's very rewarding. It's very um, normalizing and inspiring. As we get ready to close the show, I feel like, should we have put a caveat in there for non-binary in the beginning of us talking about gender norms? And if not, should we put them in right now? Well, like I said, and maybe I didn't do it enough, but I was very much talking about our marriage as far as a man and a woman. right. There are the the thing about gender norms is you got to think about the word norm. It's not always. It's a generalization. Yeah. And for someone who um, is non-binary or someone who is you know curious or or sees is queer, you know, like there is no absolute. Sure. It, the goal is the freedom. Mm-hmm. And the thing that we're talking about here is these are <clears throat> what we tend to see as the norms or the cultural norms. And I think your goal and my goal in talking about them is let's question them. Sure. Let's have a little more fluidity between genders or 
as a gender, right. you know? So I don't want to exclude anyone from this conversation, yeah. but I think even when you are in, um, if, if you are married to, if you are a man married to a man or a woman married to a woman, there are sometimes people take on, you know, this person takes on the more traditionally masculine role yeah. and this, you know, and, and sometimes there's a nice blend and balance, but these conversations are necessary no matter who your partner is. Well, and even though I wanted to close the show, I'll, I'll finish this with this one thing because okay. I'm, I'm always debating the term toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. And I really think, and as I've shared with you, um, it's about how we define these terms. Because for right. me, masculinity, sweetie, you are a masculine person sometimes. you of have course. I have masculine tendencies. Tendencies. Yes, as we and, all do. And what would that be? That would be strength and focus and nurture and... Uh, and leadership, uh, leadership, force, whatever. And then dealing that, with conflict. Yeah. Um, and uh, feminine would be nurturing, softness, openness. And I have some of those in me. Of course. And when people get all triggered and reactive of like how the term toxic masculinity is so off putting and that I shouldn't use it when I describe the man box. You're not talking about men. I'm not talking about men. I'm talking about toxic, toxic masculinity. Right. A woman can display toxic masculine mm -hmm. Overpowering, behavior. You know, yeah. But but us guys are so easily offended by this. So so if you decide to go along with what terminology I choose to adopt, which is masculinity doesn't equal men. Right. It's simply a descriptor of how a person sometimes acts traits and behaviors and motivations so anyways i just wanted to throw that out there totally and but what we have learned is that let's and i'm not i'm not necessarily like let me just say this if there is language that gets people wrapped up in a completely different conversation where we lose the thread then let's not use it and not because i'm i talk about what toxic masculinity is just as well as you but if that language takes people off track where mm -hmm. they're very focused on the words rather than the commentary. Then let's use a different word. Then let's use different words because right. we've got lots of words. And so if we can explain it in a way that feels more comfortable, that's the goal. Yeah. It's not about you have to use my words. Well, and that's some of the work that I need to do because sometimes I just like dig my heels in and be like, no, that's masculinity. If you like look it up, what it means. Yeah. It's not toxic manhood. It's not toxic It's not toxic, toxic men. men. It's not toxic males. Right. It's toxic masculinity, but mm -hmm. I just judge that us guys are so easily offended. So. Well, it just it hits something that makes you makes men feel distracted by it, mm -hmm. and it it feels offensive, and so then we lose the whole conversation. Yeah. So let's just okay, so that doesn't work. Well, and it, let's I, try. I, that's, I guess that's me knowing my audience. Yeah, and sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Yeah. Well, and sometimes if you have men that trust you, like in Men Living, you challenge them on that thinking, but not because you need to win, but because you're like, can you see? how this is, but then when we're talking to like a big audience, like we are on this podcast, yeah. let's use language that unifies and not in a um, fear of conflict way, but like in a way where we can all hear each other. Compassionate language. Um, you know what I want to say? I want to say what? thank you to Nicole from Rhode Island. Okay. She is a brand new Team Zen member. Um, Team Zen, It's we have this thing called The Circle. It's uh, the Team Zen membership platform. It's an app with Zen Parenting, Radio's Complete Parenting Content Collection, plus live talks all in one place. Uh, we have different micro-communities, Zen Finance, Raising Healthy Sons, Differently Wired Families, and Kathy's Exclusive Women's Group. We actually have a Zen Talk tomorrow, as a, ma as a mm -hmm. matter of fact. And then don't forget, we have a conference coming up um, January 26th, 27th. Tickets are going fast. Space is limited, so... 
Uh, just scroll down in the show notes and you can uh, buy your ticket. Get your tickets for this conference. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. Um, any good uh, ending song, sweetie? Um, or do you just want me to continue uh, this Taylor Swift song? No. Um, let's more words from the man. Let's do... Um, sure. I don't... Uh, we're tired. So let's just end with... Very tired. With T-Swiss. All right. Let's do that. And question how much of this I deserve What I was wearing If I was rude Could I be separated From my good ideas and power moves And they would toast to me Let the players play I'd be just like Leo In Saint-Tropez I'm so sick of running As fast as I can Wondering if I'd get there quicker If I was a man Hey everybody, we're thrilled to announce that the Zen Parenting Conference is back, live and in person in 2024. This year, our exclusive event will be centered around teens. Why? Because 30 years ago, the greatest threats to teen health were drunk driving, pregnancy, and illicit drugs. Today, it's currently anxiety, depression, suicide, self-harm, cyberbullying, and serious mental health disorders. Their experience is vastly different than our own. So let's get together and talk about it. We owe it to them to listen, to have honest conversations, and to live our way through it together. If you're currently parenting a teenager or have an emerging teen, this is an event you absolutely won't want to miss. We have limited seating this year, so secure your spot now. Go to zenparentingradio.com. If you have appreciated or enjoyed a decade of Zen Parenting Radio podcasts, please tell a friend or leave a five-star review. We are grateful for your support. If you want more Zen Parenting, consider joining Team Zen Circle, our very own app that includes our virtual community, exclusive content, and support from us. You could also purchase Kathy's award-winning book, Zen Parenting, Caring for Ourselves and Our Children in an Unpredictable World, or subscribe to Zen Parenting Moment. You can find these opportunities and more at zenparentingradio.com slash resources. And if you want to connect through social networking, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Keep trucking, and we'll talk to you again next week.